Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop. I am Wood. Made daily. With organic, farm-to-table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch-guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken Pencil Logic. You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. Wow. Whoa, there we go. Much better. Hey, I don't know why that stopped. What up, Suave? Let me, where, where are you at? There you go. There you go. We have been marked safe yet again from WWE release. Thank you for all your calls and your well wishes in this chaotic time. It's um, all I can say. It's, it's it's really good to not you know get that future endeavor email or fax or however they're doing because I know they ain't doing these face to face. Shouts out to Jerry Bostic. Shouts out to Tony Snow, both of world class pro wrestling here in, uh, in in North Texas. Because you cannot ban the snowman ever. And uh, <laughs> who who the boss player? Who the money grabbing boss? <laughs> Uh, we didn't we didn't announce a date for episode 139 uh, only because as we were re- uh, recording, we were notified via social media alerts that there were a new round of releases and it was rumored to be a small round of releases, which by the grand scheme of things, it was. But some of the names, holy shit, we will get into that later on and actually not much later on either. So we, we're not going to uh, we're not going to bury the lead here. I need to address something, and I'm sure you'll uh, you'll you'll rock with me on this one. Okay. As we are um, students and participants thereof, this great culture we call hip hop. Yep. We have things that come along that are amazing. We have a lot more wrestling esque beef that happens uh, by in the term in the name of uh, like social media sparring and then disc records that come out and it gets you know going back and forth and all that's in the name of competition and fun and some things turn uh, a little bit more serious. One of the things that just came out as being on that more serious side is the situation in Houston at what is uh, or what was Astro World Festival at NRG Park this past weekend. Today is Saturday, November the 6th. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I said, yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. 20 and 21. Hey, man. And uh, we like to give a strong show of support and prayers and, and well wishes and strength to the families of the, uh, of the up to this point, eight victims that lost their lives senselessly uh, during a stampede at the Astro World Festival. Beyond that, though, the rumors of people being stabbed with hypodermic needles, with supposed alleged narcotics inside of said needles, causing people to be rendered unconscious is reprehensible, uncalled for, downright disgusting. What the fuck are you thinking? Who raised you? Why are we having to go through this in 2021? All we're trying to do is go outside and have a good time. And this is a new level of violence that we have never seen before. This is 100% pro-wrestling. 
proof positive that we as a society were not ready to go back outside the way that we're currently outside. This is this is not the move. This it's is not by no stretch of the imagination. I I, I am completely unnerved as like we don't we don't frequent events that are you know of that nature. But we're we have been involved in events that are in excess of of, 50, the, of that nature. 50, 60, 70, 100,000 people. Um for you and I both, I can I can I can I'm sure I can speak for you when I tell you the biggest event that you ever been to that involved a large crowd was WrestleMania 32. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. for me, it was WrestleMania 25. Now, the the last event of the nature of Astro or Astro Fest was like um Pharrell something in the water because I had a um, it's not quite a DJ set but I was doing I was DJing during a set and um, yeah that took up a whole section of Virginia <laughs> and, wow. and truth be told had we been back outside it would have happened last year and then they, they went ahead and aired on the side of caution and postponed this year hopefully it'll be back next year but yes, absolutely. As people, as human beings, we have got to do better. We have to have more regard for our, and more compassion for human life. It is senseless True. to have anyone succumb in this nature. But we have, there were minors in attendance. Lots. I mean, like, it's a huge age range. It's from like adolescent all the way up to full-grown adult people in their 30s and like that's a that's a weird mix to begin with but can't really judge one way or the other i'm gonna tell you who i am judging i'm i'm judging the internet community who at large are blaming parents of these minors for letting them go to such a venue uh such such an event uh, uh as minors alone unattended with a chaperone my like, thing when you when you get to junior high school age who doesn't like push the buttons to go to a concert i mean uh, we grew I up, hit my i hit my first summer jam in the seventh grade like we we were we're we're built different and they're believe it or not even though we don't have a lot of faith in this youth in this, in this youth movement right now there are still children that are out there who are able to function at a high responsible level while being underage we were both those people so to say that us as parents don't have children that are going to be capable or are capable or have been capable of being those people too, we would be naive and stupid, not ignorant, stupid to believe that that doesn't exist now. If for no other reason, genetics. These are facts. I mean, and and I say this in, in the most facetious, non-aggressive non, um, way. Of, like how we, how you just said we we uh, have a certain opinion of, of the the uh, the youth generation. I I would say it's the issue is more so in the I don't want to phrase this like the eighteen to twenty five, and then the gen, the generation that comes after that's way smarter. I interact with them; they're way. <laughs> Uh, it's it's way smarter this, this common is, sense wise and book sense wise this is an opinion based on stati- statistical firsthand data so i'm gonna i'm gonna ding you on that <laughs> one yeah um, in all my experiences yeah it's been way different i mean there's and, a divide in perspective 
uh, or retrospect, should I say, more people in that age range are living at home with their parents and are unemployed than any other generation previous to. Including now where you can get paid up to $15 an hour for working fast food. Grind it till you find it. That's all I'm saying. Ain't gonna judge nobody for where you're at in life. Just grind it till you find it. One other piece of, uh, of this media responsibility. Hey, hey, hey! As far as far as financially, because that could be horrible advice if you apply it anywhere else. <laughs> this is true. Media responsibility. You have a job to not generate. What is? What is that? That shit don't exist. Obviously, I'll, I'll elaborate. That shit don't exist I'll, in the United States. I'll elaborate here shortly. There is a there is a job. You have a responsibility to your general public to give factual data, um, and not not necessarily to protect or skew or even to to click. But one thing that I saw that was just completely out of line. Who's Travis Scott dating? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> then you'll love this. I mind, I mind my business. You'll love this. There was a headline that read Okay. Pregnant Kylie Jenner. Oh, he's still dating her. Okay. Un- unharmed while eight people die at Astro World Festival. Oh, that's that's trash. So fuck the eight people. So would this have been like extinction level event if if Kylie Jenner had been harmed? Feasting horns in memory of would have been sounded if Kylie Jenner were harmed with 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 baby in tow. And I absolutely do not mean to make uh, Kylie Jenner the the subject of any sort of scrutiny. This is more about the way media reports news. That's it. This is this is an indictment on the media. This has absolutely nothing to do with the Jenner Kardashian family whatsoever, or Travis Scott for that matter. Because if she's carrying his seed, uh, but media do better, do better. People are mourning. If it were you, if it was you, would the last thing, would the first thing you want to read about is someone who survived? You asking you asking the Invisible Man to show himself, asking for media to do better. In this country, is like asking the invisible man to show himself. Yeah, he can, but most likely he won't because he doesn't have to. And on that note, let's get to the show, shall we? Uh, Houston, hold your head. Everything is going to be all right. To the families, Travis Scott and Astro World and the attendees. Travis, hold your head because I, I know that's that's a huge, um, that's a huge. It's a setback for the brand. I'm sure it's also traumatic for all that to happen at an event that you're hosting, trying to give back to your city. So, man, it's a it was, this is a brand that lasted for him for over five years, based off of. First of all, do you do you know the, the original story of Astro World? I've been to Astro World, but do you know the story behind it? How it happened? Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so for those who don't know, Six Flags Over Texas, which was uh, which is in Arlington. Um, the the original floor plans blueprints were too big for Arlington for the space they had in Arlington. So what they did was took the leftovers and moved it to Houston and called it Astro World. So you literally had one theme park in the two largest cities in the state of Texas. That's amazing. That concept is amazing. That is pretty far. 
Yeah. So and and Astro World is no more. Hence Travis Scott reviving the name to help give uh, reverence to something that he he uh, he enjoyed during his childhood. So anyway, as we move forward, um, WWE releases. I don't know how many dozens of releases we've had this year. Here's oh, our, there's a po- there's a meme post going around with like all the names. It looks we went through it looks it. akin to it looks akin to something else that I will not mention. <laughs> yeah, that you draw your own conclusions on that one. I have my own. No, let, don't even draw no conclusions. I don't need you putting me in no smoke. Yeah, let let let's run these down. Scarlet Bordeaux second to Karrion Cross, who also was released. Out of there, Frankie Monet. Here, here's here's the crazy part. You know her better as Taya Valkyrie because Frankie Monet got very little TV time, and her dog got more shine on, on, of, of a push than she got her than her time in NXT. And I believe she's only been there since what June. Yeah, she's a she's a late late in the year signing. Also, uh, isn't isn't she married to John Morrison? She is. That is Mrs. John Morrison, who's been sitting on road cases in the back, like kind of pretending to be a shaman slash uh hippie yoda wait waiting on miz to return from his defeated uh dancing with the stars only him and riddle should be the tag team while you bullshitting but that's a different <laughs> conversation hey I, I like random morton with these belts though uh only lorkin. i just like random morton with a live mic <laughs> only lorkin uh out of there be fab of Hit row, hit which row. which which is astounding considering they just row. got called up in totality to SmackDown. That, that makes no sense. Grand opening, <laughs> grand closing. Uh, Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated so eloquently put this, and this is a direct quote: "Hit Row's B-Fab was also released. How is that even possible?" The group is starting to gain significant interest on SmackDown, and this shows a lack of awareness of what the audience wants. The company's inability to make new stars is also on clear display in these releases. McMahon and company do not listen, they dictate. Rather than understanding what a modern-day audience, wa- modern audience wants, they tell people what to like. Based on diminishing TV ratings, that is clearly not working. Justin Barrasso spot on sir <laughs> clearly it almost seems like you know justin barrasso is a pencil pusher <laughs> we'll take it <laughs> I, you know what i'm saying I, look i don't want to put that jacket on everybody because everybody may not be ingratiated at this point however it's not a bad ja- it's not a bad club to be a part of this green the, this green jacket lets you in to eat some collard greens that's all i'm saying our our, our numbers show that there are some people involved now everybody may not hold their hand up and be you know be counted right now hey if the fax machine uh hey i mean it still works <laughs> it's, the, it's a new num- one the number the numbers show <laughs> uh ten thousand strong and growing, and growing. <laughs> jesse uh jesse kamea not familiar zeta ramier or ramier you almost made a grave mistake. <laughs> Zeta Raymere. <laughs> Thank you. Trey Baxter. Very shocking here. Uh, well, actually. Who is Trey Baxter for those who don't know? Who is Trey Baxter for those who don't know? Blake Christian is who it is. So Blake Christian. 
Oh, oh, oh. Okay, now that makes it makes way more sense now. Yeah. Okay. So there there is a post going around about Trey Christian coming home. And GCW was doing a show in the Dallas metro area here in a very, uh, very near, near future. future. Uh, I had to pull up on that. Yeah. Just, just I want to see what the hype is about because I've never watched a, a, anything GCW. And the only time I've really heard about it is in relation to like super death matches, Zack Ryder bleeding in a hotel bed and like random uh, title changes. Uh, what, what's, 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 uh, what's our guy? Uh, <laughs> um, Cornet calls him the bank addicted rub, uh, drug robber. <laughs> Nick uh, Gage? Yes, Nick Gage. <laughs> Great value, John Moxley. Uh, even Moxley, too, for that matter. He popped up in GCW briefly. He uh, did. The, the Briscoes were there. The I mean, all them boys, yeah. Some, it's starting to pick up some steam. They, they starting to get some notoriety. I just haven't taken the time to really check out the product. So a first-hand... You know, pull up might be necessary. Not not a bad idea. Katrina Cortez, not familiar. Jeet Rama, not familiar, but I do know they came from the uh, he came from the India tryouts. Uh Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado. So Lucha hey, House Party was, in totality is no more. Them boys was playing it to the hilt too. Cause wasn't it wasn't it um Lince Dorado that was like really the brains of the operation? He definitely definitely he was the we brain talked about that not that long ago yeah where lindsay was um yeah lindsay had his head had his head on straight he understood how to play the game and he no and, 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 and he and he did it <laughs> he did it to the point to where they they had they became a brand that um <laughs> I, and i hate i really hate to do this i hate to do this they became a brand that became synonymous with every other latinx act that came before it as a tag team but they, at the same time, they separated themselves. I'm reminded of um, the Mexicos, but with masks when it comes to Lucha House Party. The and, best and, they ever did it and got away with it. And no lawnmowers. Uh, thank God for that. Now, here's where the list gets interesting. Eva Marie. Let me just applaud Hot that. Girl Summer has officially been canceled. Johnny Ace, out of there. <laughs> Johnny Ace, you failed us. <laughs> you uh, had one job. We had Eva Marie signed back. We had Cardi B lined up. Meg Thee Stallion was one call away, and we was ready to get outside. We could we, we canceled we, Hot Girl Summer. Let's see. Cardi B gets pregnant. We could have had Meg Thee Stallion instead. She signs a deal with Popeyes. Meanwhile, here we are with Eva Marie, and now she's no longer with us. Oh, and you had your thotty sauce today. <laughs> that thotty sauce. That's what it's called. Oh, well, it's hottie Hotty sauce. sauce. <laughs> Jerk. Mm. <laughs> no, no, thought shit is the song they use for the commercial. Yes, like, which is crazy. Which is crazy. Um, Hands on my knees and my wings for the thought shit. Harry Smith, aka D8 Smith, aka David Hart Smith, aka Davy Boy Smith Jr. Why is AKA, this? A, we was we was blocking the Killer Elite reunion, man. So he leaves MLW, and it seems like he was earmarked for AEW. Signs under the radar to WWE, pops up on a couple of dark matches on SmackDown, and never see him on TV. Gone. Mm. Uh, Ember Moon. This was interesting because the last time we saw her on NXT TV, she all but voice her disdain for how she was being booked fumble <laughs> you don't like it fuck it go elsewhere <laughs> that's basically what they, she was just told uh, and then we have 
Mia I Yim. Mean, she will. She can and she will. We have Mia Yim, who was just part of Red Trash Bushin, as we called it. Finally got her name back, was drafted to SmackDown, never to appear. How funny would it be if as one as a tribute and at one and two as a boy fuck you, she pop up on the indies with the name Yim Chi. I, I think I think wrestling under a mask. I think dressed we'll, like a beekeeper. Yeah, I think we'll have uh, Jade. <laughs> I think we'll have Jade back before we get Yim Chi. But that that would that would be hilarious. <sighs> Mia, one time for me. Just do this one time for me. Just because we've won Hundo. You have everything to gain and nothing to lose. Just, just. One, one shot. Work one <laughs> shot for me under a mask under the name Yim Chi. These weak arms are heavy. Mom spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> you will forever be in my good graces if I can get one masked spot. Hell, it could be for GCW. I don't give a damn. Under the name Yim Chi. <laughs> And if Mia Yim is gone, that also means that Keith, Keith, which we actually had this earmark for two episodes and didn't touch on it. Cat dog. (laughs) (laughs) Cat dog Keith Lee. Cat dog Keith Lee is gone. To which we have found out from Keith Lee, a Keith Lee admission on Instagram, the Bearcat name, which we thought was his idea as a tribute, was never his idea. He was not even fond of it. Didn't like it. <laughs> Carrying Cross uh, had a carrying his bags to the airport <laughs> carrying, to go pick up the killer. Carrying Cross had an interesting exchange on Twitter with a, with a fan that said, uh, uh, "Give me, I'll, give me I'll, your mask or some." I shit. wonder if he'll let me buy the helmet. <laughs> he said, "You don't want this piece of shit." <laughs> his exact words: "Nobody wants that piece of shit, brother." <laughs> oh man! And then lastly was uh this one which i'm going to read you a post from her instagram after uh i tell you the name nia Jax. this might be the biggest piece of shit move we've seen in quite some time from wwe um maya uh nia normally does well not even nia people usually don't come out this soon and say this much because we've been waiting on bray wyatt for you know since august 1st now Bray something. knew what he was doing though. Bray been playing his hand masterfully. Yeah, I mean, and he comes from great wrestling stock, so why would you not expect the same? However, don't bury the lead and don't spoil the ending. However, this is Nia Jax. This is a quote. I usually keep my personal life. Uh, I usually keep my personal life private, but yesterday's reports leave me with no option but to clarify matters. I recently took a short leave of absence from WWE for a mental health break. I've been working through so much. More than I can share. And so I took some time with the full support of the company to take care of myself. Earlier this week, after WWE sent me my schedule to return to the ring for November the 15th show, I asked for an extension to my mental health break, feeling that I needed more time and hoping I would have the ongoing support of the company that I have given my all to for the past seven years. I did not receive a response. The next I heard, I was being released. My vaccination status was never mentioned. I wasn't given any choices or options. It breaks my heart to be uh, to be so abruptly let go without consultation when dealing with so much privately. I love my WWE career. I love the men and women I work with, and I'm going to need more time to process this huge loss. I appreciate those people 
who have shown understanding and compassion during this incredibly difficult time. In a in a time and a season of mental health having a front row seat on top of COVID, on top of like COVID is one of those things that eventually is going to go away, seemingly. But the front row seat right now is for mental health. And the words and just all over the internet, you can't say dirt sheets because these are news sites that are picking the story up. Is that she refused to be to be vaccinated? Which is the first of all. Uh, I know it's taboo, but people do still have a choice about what they do with their bodies. Whether you feel it's irresponsible or not, they do have that choice. And whatever your choice is. Let that be your choice. Suave and I have differing and similar opinions on this very subject, none of which we care to discuss with you. <laughs> it's because, the way you, it's not. I'm not laughing at the statement. It's just the way you turn the phrase. I mean, we we both endured some pretty dramatic losses um, over the past year and change mm-hmm. as it relates as it relates to COVID. Um, some of which we've explained on this show. However, our our views are our views, and we're not going to push a view one way or the other, or both ways for that matter, on you. That said, Suave, you're right on the money. You're it's your body. You have an option, and if the option it doesn't work for you. Make sure your pivot is equally as good as your uh, as your choice, because it's something completely different. If um, like what's happening in the NBA, where they're like because of uh, so many different places they travel, you have to follow each state's um, selected mandate, and then that makes you ineligible to play a lot of different places. So teams are saying, if you're not available for the full season then you're not available for us to get full money. And we're, we're dealing with that right now with people like Carl Anthony Towns, uh, who lost his mother to COVID, uh, Kyrie Irving, and this and the latest piece of shit, Aaron Rodgers. And, see, Aaron Rodgers is in a different class than everybody else because Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, I, I won't say lied, misrepresented his status. He, he, people he, like he, he, people he, like Andrew. Go ahead. He, 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 the phrase "you old smart dumb motherfucker" comes to mind. Like I mean, it almost worked though. He he played did it. I mean, it, so far it's working because all he has is two weeks off. He's he's gonna have two weeks off, and then it. The reason he might suffer a little longer is because it makes the NFL look stupid. But do you even he, if it's indirectly, even if it's air quotes unintended? The fact that he was able to skirt the system the way he did for as long as he did makes it look like the NFL put out a bunch of fluff, but ain't really checking everybody like that. But what we what we heard publicly was um, something that one would think could be synonymous, which he played that card. Rogers played that that synonym card, and now the sports world or the the world at large is 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 questioning his integrity for trying to play the psyche of the well, mind based on and, vernacular and part of that is very 
part of that is very much um, he's going to catch the Kyrie effect because so many people got so far out of pocket with Kyrie Irving. You have to keep that same energy with Aaron Rodgers because it's so close in in uh, proximity. And they've hap- they've happened so close together that you have to have the same energy. And in the same vein of just because you didn't see it happen doesn't mean that it didn't happen. The world is looking at Cam Newton as being the first the, the poster child for not getting vaccinated and being blackballed for it. Meanwhile, your poster boy for quarterbacks in the NFL test tested positive after revealing that he was never vaccinated but was and immunized then, like we, we were all immunized can, let's keep it a buck which continuously makes me think about how funny how funny yet fucked up it is that clip of him at the halloween party when he's when he went as john wick him dressing up as john wick got some points with me but then you see that video clip of him dancing i don't even remember what song is to but with his toy gun shooting at the camera maskless not the move fam so that makes it it makes it funny yet fucked up that soon thereafter you get diagnosed as having covid and it's like did you catch it there that that, that was that was my question did you did you get it there did you catch it there or did you bring it with you so, all that said, Nia Jax, regardless, uh, our, our, our support's with you. We want you to get better mentally. Uh, we want you to be physically able to compete again because seven years ain't enough for us to see you in the ring. Like, you, the, the last time, <laughs> funny that I, I think I just thought about this. The last time we saw her in the ring, she made the cover of, uh, of an episode for us. Simply because of her, <laughs> simply because of her, her blatant disrespect and uh, and duffing of Charlotte Flair in the ring. Because her chair slides back and, and the, the person, person in it got stands up. up. <laughs> yeah, you mean? If for no other reason, yeah, we ready. Oh, and that that's the other part, other funny part. Like we've been talking about Charlotte a lot lately because of her air quotes rep- reputation in the locker room. The same person that she was throwing <laughs> throwing bolos with. It's also who commented on Nia Jax's status, the one that you just or that you're about to get into. No, I got into it. You read the, you read the whole thing. Yeah, that was it. That was the whole thing. Sweet. So Charlotte Flair is on that post, you know, sharing her um, her sympathy for Nia Jax and her situation. So relationship can't be too terrible if the motherfucker I was just fighting not that long ago has some type of sympathy towards my situation listen if if you if you duff me and we're in, a, in an environment where things aren't supposed to get to that point but if you duff me and i duff you back and we keep duffing each other as long as we don't kill each other the respect level goes up with each duffing because i'm gonna go back and talk about yo you remember that one time you hit me in the jaw but yeah what about the uppercut you gave me to the to the chin Ooh, i thought i was about to go out <laughs> like Duff whole, me and I'll duff you back. The conversation duff me changes. And I'll duff you back. Rest in peace, Shaq G. The the, cha- the conversation changes dramatically when when you actually because here's another example: Eddie Kingston and CM Punk on Rampage. Oh greatness, greatness, Eddie, so much greatness. Eddie Kingston invoked so much emotion and and on on the microphone, and it was provoked by CM Punk. But the 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 heelish headbutt by CM Punk that 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 got the ensuing melee like oh man it, you want to talk about greatness yeah go back and watch AEW Rampage from uh, Friday November the fifth um, those promos were so good 
in any other company you would have executed an unintentional double turn and i loved i love the way that cm punk how he has free reign on the microphone checked himself in the middle of that promo to give uh eddie kingston some mic time and then send him some more um I, i'm not i'm You're not a bum i'm not the biggest fan of cm punk but to call a man a bum as a bottom line bro <laughs> like he i mean <laughs> he he told this man swap he swap swap my, my guy no. my, my brother my g my man he told <laughs> he told this he told this man that full gear was a little bit a, a higher level than he that he should be playing on more like elevation or dark would be more his speed oh no they both got busy <laughs> i mean like let's keep it a thousand you haven't seen two people go back and forth that well with that much material and content on each side in a very long time yo and speaking of rampage i had to cut the music for this one also from aew rampage the return of platinum max caster but he will have to continue with that bullshit. I'm stiff. Gee <laughs> uh, uh, willikers. Ladies and gentlemen, if I have to give one this week, in which we don't have to, and we can give two, I'm giving the lump of coal to Platinum Max Caster. <laughs> I can see where you might do that. I, yeah, okay. <laughs> Woo-wee! Lord of mercy. Yeah, uh... He he's must he's must see can't miss TV right now. I, you know what? You can give Max Caster the lump of coal because that was a decent line. We have to come up with a new award for what Eddie Kingston and CM Punk did. Oh oh no, we've already renamed and, it because because technically no 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 separate award. Oh, I'm about to say because technically that was that was the embodiment of a body bag. This is true. But <laughs> I would like to refer to it as Grand Theft Segment. <laughs> they had a segment that stole the show from everything else. And it's too long to play. It, <laughs> you have to you have to go out of your way to find it. It's too long to play. We we can't Google everything for you. <laughs> I mean, damn. <laughs> How much work is you going to do? I mean, hey. We got to love it. Good 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 time for uh for a wrestling fan. Um unless you're an internet troll. <laughs> why why are people why are people 
No, I won't say. I, I already know the answer, so I won't even ask why people are that way. Listen, a man whose nickname is Monster was provoked from an internet troll. Yuli the Monster Diaz. Why are we talking about him on the Broken Business Book Company Pro Podcast and radio show infused with hip hop? Well, it's because Yuli's the shit, number one. Yep. And he's engaged to Dana Brooke. Dana, you got your stepper. This man showed up at Internet Troll's house. Congratulations, Dana. I'm happy for you. And punched him in the mouth. Slide to the left. Pow. Slide to the right. Crisscross. Let me see you clap your hands. Allegedly. 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 He punched a, a fan in the mouth, well, an internet troll in the mouth after going to his home and, uh, and causing a laceration on the man's face. Charged with battery and being held on a $5,000 bond. Duracell, bitch. <laughs> charge, they charge that man with an energizer and a Duracell here's what I need everybody listening to this presentation to understand and get into, inside your spirit and your, let it rest in your shanana besides, besides chairs sliding back and people in them getting, standing up facts not everybody that still inhabits the planet earth is just going to let you <laughs> do and say Whatever you want to without about them or their loved ones without serious consequences and repercussions. Speaking of repercussions, the return of the SP-1200 is upon us. Yes, indeed. Man. Man. How, what, what's the retail? I ain't seen it yet. $39.99. Oh, they going to make you pay for it now. <laughs> Yeah, buddy. I mean, so, <laughs> but your drums gonna roll. <laughs> Please believe. Price just went up. Price just went up. Anyway, <laughs> we gotta we gotta offset the rising cost of inflation. <laughs> We're passing the savings along to you with your bitch ass. Hey, the original Emu SB twelve hundred is going for like fifteen thousand on eBay, so you can get this one at a steal at four thousand. So handle your business. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> but, it's a but, steal. But, but un- unfortunately. For us here, th- these ain't the repercussions we talking about. <laughs> no, not at all. Not 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 a heightened price in musical e- electronic equipment. No, that's not that's not the one. <laughs> the Roadcaster Pro is not on sale. You're just gonna have to save up, get one. Come see staff. I put her on the stroll. She can save up, get one. <laughs> Black Friday specials be damned. <laughs> You feel me? me? All you got to do is be a little more strategic about how you move. Man, um, Yuli Diaz, uh, I I really hope that this uh, that this hands being registered as lethal weapons doesn't doesn't do much to you. But the fact that your your bond is only five thousand dollars leads me to believe that the government's actually on your side on this one. (laughs) <laughs> because I am everyday people. Straight up. Oh. Punch dead in the mouth by getting reckless. <laughs> especially on my bride. Oh man. Here's another one. Here's another one here. Uh, I'm gonna read you this post as it relates to the round of WWE releases. I hate to go back to this, but this is a good one. This is actually on our agenda. This comes from WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley. Uh, Mickles baffling 
it never it's never pleasant to hear that people have been released from their contracts in wwe but some of yesterday's releases are downright baffling i believe there's a silver lining in that there has never been a better time to be a wrestler with so many different opportunities out there in the case of carrying cross it does not take a genius to see that he will be reunited with Scarlett and instantly become one of the hottest duos in the business. Ultimately, WWE is supposed to make their people make the people they hire more interesting, not less. But does anyone think that Keith Bearcat Lee was more interesting than the Keith Lee we saw in NXT or on the independent scene? For that matter. Cat dog. <laughs> For that matter. I thought Mia Yim was a better developed and more effective character as Jade in TNA than she was in NXT or WWE. Yimchi coming soon. Who exactly looked at Taya Valkyrie and thought she needed a name change or dramatic shift in character either? Any, we have to own the IP. Anyways, I'm, I, I'm really wishing the very best for everyone who suddenly and in many cases surprisingly found themselves out of work yesterday. Some things just don't make sense. Mick Foley, you, sir, are spot on. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these, all this is are voices who have who have uh, a large, uh, a large amount of ears saying things that everybody else is thinking. The problem is those who need to hear it have Q-tips in their ears. I mean. What am I going to say? <laughs> what is there to say? That's I- Mick is 100% right and you're you're absolutely correct as as long as the profit stays where it is nobody's going to give a damn and you're seeing a lot of offsetting. I don't know if the company's about to get sold. However, there are so there were so many signs earlier in the year with the rumors floating around about the company being sold, and the only thing we got out of it was more releases that like are like left us all saying WTF, and then we also saw Ring of Honor shift and pivot to release everyone under contract in 2021, and those remaining in, uh, at the beginning or the end of the, of Q1 of 2022 with a show that's coming up next month that's. Aptly named Final Battle, which potentially could very well be their final battle, and if the rebranding, refocus, reshifting, and uh, and uh, reorganization of the company does indeed happen by WrestleMania weekend, good, good for the industry. But no one is optimistic of that even happening. The realism is we've seen things like this before. We've talked about it on episode one thirty eight, one thirty seven, and one thirty eight. I'm sorry, 137, 138, 139, rather. We've talked about it before. Don't really know what's going to happen. We just hope for the best. But here we are still dealing with the... the. I mean, how many rounds of releases have we seen this year? Four from WWE? I think we've seen more uh, rounds of releases this year than we have in any year in the past. Like, a, a release here, a release there. Count. I think it's... I want to say four, maybe five. All in the same year, four waves of releases. And I'm talking about waves. Like people <sighs> people that have shown up on other programs. In fact, um was it Kyle O'Reilly was just released? Oh sorry, no, Kyle O'Reilly's contract comes up uh, supposedly within uh, the next month. Which all everyone from NXT that was released 30 day no competes. 
everyone from WWE that's uh, been released, 90 Day No Competes. That's it. And didn't we also uh, say Johnny Gargano, his contract is coming up really soon? We we talked about it. We don't know for sure, but based on the articles that we saw, yes. And then also based on things that we're seeing on the internet, you know, that could be true, which could explain why um, they weren't released because they're so close to the end of their contract, which leads me to believe that also Tommaso Ciampa is in that same boat. I wonder if well, they. I wonder if they backloaded his contract be, uh, because of the time he was out on injury. Uh, we read um, that Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano were, were being not necessarily called up, but they were being brought up to wrestle dark matches. To me, now seeing these waves of releases, we're under the impression that you know a lot of people, a lot of the decision makers, don't see certain talents until the very end. But um, as I can, I can like I can definitely see that being like, hey, let me take a look at them, and then whether I like them or not depends on you know if we're gonna extend contracts. And you know, as a tongue-in-cheek way to recognize the ills of the booking, um, John Silver, one of our favorites at AEW, took to the microphone to say to Adam Cole that Adam Cole. He would love for Adam Cole to be his manager if he changed his name to Budge. Tongue in in cheek. (laughs) And that that flew under a lot of people's radar, but it was very cleverly uh, said because of the cadence. Everything is all about the cadence, but it was very cleverly done. That said, um, I don't think Adam Cole took too kindly to to the manager comment. And I'm not saying that it wasn't funny or anything like that because it definitely was. So hopefully he found some some humor in that too because... He's putting on Not, some, some great work there in AEW. It's it's something that came from BTE. Like it's uh Oh, there it is. There okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 complete, you know. I gotta get back on my BTE. I, it, and before AEW, I was all over BTE. And then after AEW, I can't I probably watch one or two episodes. Sounds about right. Because <laughs> you got more access to them. You're gonna see them once a week and they do the same shit every time. Yeah, so uh, we have Bobby Fish, Adam Cole. How much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? Oh, look, and Kyle O'Reilly, uh, Kyle O'Reilly's release impending. Uh, we oh, don't, shit. we don't I need a fucking funk band to play that shit. Bump, 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 bump. <laughs> Where where is where is uh pork chop cash when you need them? Um <laughs> There's there's a black wrestler we haven't named in the uh in the blackest thing you ever heard in your life. Uh um, No, we had no, he has been mentioned. Has before. he? Okay. Yeah. Um I want to say he's been on every episode, but I can't verify, but I do know he's been mentioned at least once. If you don't know who pork chop cash is, search for Bruise Brothers. Fuck with your boys. Uh, last and certainly not least, uh, we have a get well soon that we didn't expect to see to one Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Triple H, Paul Levesque, if you will. And uh, he's had to undergo an emergency cardiac surgery, which uh, may ultimately lead to his retirement from in ring competition. I don't. I, I, you hear heart and wrestler, you automatically think enlargement because athletes do have enlarged hearts. 
Um, you think about the supplements, and I'm not accusing anyone of juice, but that those usually go hand in hand. You, you never know what you're going to get. You never know what you have until someone usually passes untimely because they're not going to come clean and admit it unless something catastrophic happens to them to, uh, and you hear about it as a cautionary tale from the, the, ho- the horse's mouth itself. But in this case, I just think he's just, you know, a very, very astute, well-trained athlete who at 50, north of 50, just need to have some health issues addressed and you know this is the one that you don't want to happen so we already know how wwe feels about cardiac and getting back in in ring and performing in ring just you know jerry lawler even though he's performed since having a heart attack and literally dying on tv uh will never wrestle in a wwe ring again for liability reasons and we would hope to think that one of the chief officers in WWE or former uh, chief officers and and an executive nonetheless in WWE would also be facing with the same fate nonetheless we we wouldn't be doing our due diligence if we didn't wish him well because he's definitely been a huge part of this podcast in terms of us talking about him and tournaments that we've had in the past as well and tournaments we'll have in the future so Triple H get well That's, that's all I got on that one thanks uh, you're our last hope, bro. <laughs> one of the originals that's one actually, I think he's the last original member of the uh Attitude Era that's left. That that still uh, that still competes. Yeah, that's a pretty safe assumption. I just, you know, I like to do my due diligence, but yeah, it's probably right because I remember the match that he and Undertaker had. Um, which was basically supposed to be the the last match for anyone left at Attitude Era to go against one another. Was was essentially what the building the building of that match was. I don't know. Um, let let let's hope for his benefit that he comes out of this um, better for wear and gives us more years of entertainment and actually gets his hands on the reins uh, before it's too late. And uh, one can only hope. One can only hope. Uh, sidebar. I can't help but think because we announced that the um, the the chief was it the uh, the vice president of creative for WWE was being fired. I can't help but think that the round of releases that ensued behind his release was a direct reflection of his lack of creativity. <sighs> Say that again for the people in the back one more time. <laughs> the chief, or, or sorry, the vice president of creative for WWE was let go. And I cannot help but think that his lack of direction on those who were released after he after he was announced that he was fired uh, was a direct ref- a, a direct reflection of his input or lack thereof. Well, well, it was the creative services, so it's different. It's not like ah, creative, like, okay, not creative like with the pen. It is a pen, but not with like creative, not, not the like pencil. being a writer. Yeah, not this the pencil. Is, this creative services as everyone else would recognize it is that's that's the department that comes up with the looks so when you're when you're sketching out um canes you know mask and suit that goes through creative services uh shirt designs Ah. go through creative services so (laughs) so basically all failed type of all failed merch ideas the new nxt logo 
Yeah, all fail merch <laughs> ideas. The new NXT logo probably went through. No, ain't no probably. It they went through went Creative, through creative Services. <laughs> hey, you you applying for the position? <laughs> they need to help. Nope. <laughs> nope. Mm-hmm. So, I can, so they so I can get released? <laughs> nah, I'm good. I'm good. Hey, I, don't, I don't think our ideas and our philosophy, our creative philosophies, would mesh at this point. I think it's best we see other people. <laughs> And last but certainly not least, rest but, but, we're, but we're still friends. We're gonna still be friends. But I think for right now, we just need some space. And I, I think we should, you know, we should steal the people. Last, last but certainly not least, rest in peace to the great Angelo Mosca, who uh, who passed away earlier today uh, at the age of eighty four from a lengthy battle with Alzheimer's. So no more pain, no more suffering, Angelo Mosca. You provided years of entertainment via. Uh, Mid-Atlantic, WWWF, Canada, uh, you've been all over the place and, uh, you know, contributions will not definitely live on through the people that have, uh, that have come on, come after you. So, um, yeah, uh, Angela Mosca, rest in peace. We'll drop a 10 bell salute after the, after the show in your honor. And, uh, that's pretty much all I got. You got anything else for the people, Suave? I do. I do. Oh, um, oh. One thing that that has um, become trending with these releases that we've been seeing is soon thereafter somebody who you know has a, a mole in the company or whatever, there will be reports of what was wrong with a specific talent when they get released. Oh man. Like with Bray Wyatt, it was he's difficult to work with. Um, his his physical uh, performance in the ring wasn't up to snuff, and X Y Z and yeah yeah yeah. Well, this has happened again with Keith Lee. Apparently now, Keith Lee has attitude problems. Do tell. So there's this article which I have taken the liberty of uh, sending to you. And I'm going to pull that article up. So this this particular story and it's a report from Wade Keller. <laughs> the picture. Switch. The picture. <laughs> oh boy. The picture is worth a thousand words. <laughs> right. But um, now with they're saying Keith Lee had attitude problems, aka difficult to work with. Uh, had more, uh, he was more perturbed about having to do jobs, whatever the hell that means. And just you know, even it's just it, it's the same narrative as Bray Wyatt, just with different wording. Let me and, let me let me read this quote from Wade Keller before you you get too deep into this quote. Keith Lee, I've chronicled for months and months and months and months and months was somebody that even people that were rooting for him behind the scenes became frustrated with him. He just had, in general, attitude issues. Or as one wrestler told me tonight, perceived attitude issues, quote unquote. Edgy a little bit. Others have said outright attitude problems. He was just frustrated. I've heard different things about him in terms of his mood being altered uh, way more than it should be in the modern era. In the modern era about asking to do a job about being asked to do a job end quote um like first of all why is wade keller reporting this you know what i'm saying like 
this I akin this to a, somebody slapping a cop and then calling the police and saying the cop harassed him. Uh, it, it he's reporting it because someone wants it reported. Well, I mean, obviously, like that. that's that's not something you make up, but there's someone who wants a narrative out so that they don't look like the bad guy. And it seems like they'll pick one or two of those high-level releases that get people talking. And they'll kind of they'll try to diffuse that, like yeah, you release fifteen, but these three are the ones that matter. So of these three, which one can we pick on? Or with Bray Wyatt, that that release is so shocking that people don't process it, and they like him. So oh, let's get some stuff out there so we don't. So it looks like we had reason. I just. I'm just I'm sick of all of these stories coming out either before their releases or immediately after their releases because now you have well the public has to wait to hear the response if any response comes from the best thing anyone can do in a situation that feels wrong by this is nothing with the exception of Bray Wyatt because all the Bray stuff is coming out closer now to the fact that he has uh, there's no compete ending uh, we have AEW full gear. Oh, oh, it's, it's it's over. Yeah, it no is. No compete yeah. is over. So now we just waiting on the other shoe to drop. Yeah. So we have AEW full gear on Saturday, November thirteenth. We will be doing a you know who ain't gonna win on episode one forty one. So make sure you stick around for that because we 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 got to get back with the shit on that. Um, I I just I, how many more stories do we need to hear? Because like we we already know Karrion Cross's ball was dropped. We already know uh, Nia Jax. Like, come on, man. Like, there, you you can't. I wish you would say something bad about somebody with some mental health issues and and, and as to why they were released. Now, nah, let's keep it real. Even with Keith Lee, like Keith Lee contracted COVID at, from WWE, obviously from yep. some one of their facilities, and then was dealt with a, a cardiovascular issue. Damn near, damn near died. So his time on the main rest roster has been drastically reduced. How how do you come up with the narrative that he's difficult to work with when you haven't really worked with him very much or very long for that matter? Mm. I, it, 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 it remains to be seen where these folks land. Um, some of them probably won't have homes when it comes to professional wrestling. Even though there's enough enough room for everyone to go around, we just gotta hope that there's enough food on the plate to go around without making other people leave. Um, like at this at this point, AEW's gotta be up above 120 people on the roster between Elevation, Dark, uh, Rampage, and Dynamite. Um, Shaving a haircut always makes me feel better. <laughs> I mean, just I just I just got that yesterday. I feel like a million dollars, and this beard butter I got I'm- is amazing. I'm just saying, like, some of y'all going to have to start, you know, playing a different position. Could be per diem now instead of contract. <laughs> There's You're that. still going to get paid, but it's going to be a lot of YouTube in your future. <laughs> keep your, be putting out game film. Keep your eyes peeled to NWA Power, too. I, I'm really interested to see how they how they come out of all this because uh, we, we might end up getting them with more visibility. Hopefully we do because Nick Aldis needs some competition to challenge for that belt. 
You know who ain't gon' win. You know who ain't gon' win. You know who ain't gon' win. You say that bitch again. I know who ain't gon' win. You know who ain't gon' win. You know who ain't gon' win. We say that bitch again. One, two, two, three. Get your tail out. One, one, two, two, three. Get the fuck on. One, one, two, two, three. Get your tail out. One, one, two, two, three. Get the fuck on. Man, we ain't did this in a while. Welcome to another edition of You Know Who Ain't Gonna Win featuring your boys. The Broken Pistol BC, Broken Pistol Booking Company, Cross and Podcast Radio Show infused with hip hop. Um, this is for AEW Full Gear taking place at the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota, on Saturday, November thirteenth. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I said yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. Twenty and twenty-one. Amen. Which is ironically and coincidentally at the same time the anniversary of the death of Eddie Guerrero, in which there was a pay-per-view in the same building back in. That's two- ominous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, indeed it is. Uh, back so, in. So people, go ahead. Imagine, imagine had they not uh, hot shot at getting rid of Chavo. And then built to this where it would be Chavo versus uh, Andrade El Idolo. Who's to say that we building. can't get a tie-in? Like, I'm going to read you the card. <laughs> oh, we're, we're, actually, we're going to go through the card together. And who's to say we can't get a tie-in at some point? Uh, I don't... They're not They're not paying people like us to do that. So <laughs> this is so true. <laughs> you ain't going to tie that shit in with a shoestring. Yeah, man. So let's uh, let's run through it. So on the buy-in, we have Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter versus Akato Shida and Thunder Rosa. Suave, who ain't gonna win? Um. Um. Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter. I'm right there with you, man. Um, Shida is. I think. I think. I think Shida has. More individual victories than anybody on the AEW roster. And you don't sign Thunder Rosa just to have her lose on a pre-show. It it took a lot of energy to to muster up some give a fucks, though. (laughs) It took a lot. It took a lot. (laughs) And and sadly, I would even go so far as to say Jamie, Jamie Hayter is getting on her back. I'm not. I, I. I. have no comment. Uh, Pac and Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. Makeshift mixed tag warfare. <laughs> First of all, let me tell you, I, I see Pac jumping to the other side on this one. To be honest with you, like I understand, he, he, he's a better fit. <laughs> I understand. Hey, Pac. no, no cap, no, no cap. If you put Pac in a suit. And stood him next to Malachi and and Andrade. Would that not look like the, the better death triangle? That that is that is absolute death triangle. That is the definition of death triangle. <laughs> I'm anxious to see. I'm anxious to see what kind of name they come up with for for uh, Malachi and Andrade's um, situation. Like, because everybody has to be a faction and everybody gets a name. So I just I'm kind of interested to see what that's gonna be. Are are we are we have we Wait, how do you say House of Death in Spanish? Uh, Casa de Muerte. Mm. Look at my Spanish going up there. You know what I'm saying? 
I, I appreciate you being uh, uh, um, flexible in your linguistics. <laughs> I do what um, I can for the people. <laughs> I have to translate for the masses, <laughs> the constituency, if ble- you will. Ble- bless you, bless you all. I feel like they would do something a little more complicated than that. But I said that more they. Um, I mean, yeah. That's, yeah. Black death is no. Nah, they won't touch that. <laughs> yeah, they won't worth, touch that worth, one. Uh, All right, worth, keep worth, going. Worth, worth a Negro. <laughs> yeah, nope, nope. Out with that commentary to team. That's gonna be rough. Somebody oh man, gonna, somebody's gonna drop the ball. So let's just uh, let's skip that. Needless to say, there's I, I I think there's absolutely no way Cody and Pot go over unless Chavo is involved and Chavo is not getting involved. So that being said, who ain't gonna win? Pac and Cody Rhodes. Yeah, Chavo turns it into a clusterfuck. So just you know, no. Yeah, I guess I guess people- a- adding Chavo to that makes it a clusterfuck. Don't add Flair. Don't add anybody. You have four. You have four competitors. And this is like the de facto way to get a fourth match out of Malachi and and Cody for no reason. Should just waited for the third one to to full gear. I was actually about to ask you about Flair. Do you ha, have we waited enough time? And I, of course, you and I could, could say we can wait to the end of time. But <laughs> <laughs> ha, has there been enough time expired since Dark Side for the smoke to blow over and for something to be done? Like because because here here's a chain of events. Not saying that this is the case or will be the case. Not even this isn't even booking. This is real life. Uh, dark side happens. Fallout happens. There's uh-huh. been absolutely no litigation whatsoever. No, mo- no movement in either direction. In either direction, no litigation, no talks of litigation. There has been. There probably no, never was going to be. There's there's absolutely uh, no public known contact. For uh, Richard M. with AEW. No, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's still backstage at every other show, or as many as he can. Because like, who who in that company is going to turn Ric Flair away, knowing what they know about him personally? Like, I could because, in all honesty, the story about the plane ride from hell is is a solid twenty years old, right? All right. So everyone in the business typically would know about that story or at least you know in some way shape or form flair's been backstage for who knows how long maybe since the inception of AEW, and easter egg last week on dynamite too after you know what i'm saying so like i if okay like you said you know some some of us could wait till the end of time and it would it would still be too early um I felt like business-wise, you probably needed to give it 90 days. And not even because of like, you know, that's a predetermined number from, you know, WWE contract releases. It's more of give this enough time to breathe or enough time for something else to happen. Well, if you rush in too early and another story comes out, you shit the bed. And if you you just have to give it time to to pan out. Two two things. One his 90-day no-compete has expired based on the date that we reported that. Um, he didn't. I don't think he had a no-compete. I believe I, there was because he he was not only a, on a Legends deal, but he also was a competitor. He was on he was on-screen talent. Rem, remember, remember that nonsense he was with with uh, Lacey Evans? 
Yeah, I do. Yeah. I mean, just so. But he, I, I felt like his his situation his situation is always different. So I felt like he wasn't gonna have a no compete. Because well, regard regardless, even if there was a no compete, ninety days has expired since the since he was released. Right. So that's so, I'm, that's but number I'm saying, one. I'm saying ninety days from the from the time. So you have that same week that that Dark Side of the Ring drops. If that seven days start ninety days from there. No, 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 no. So, so that which that leads that leads me to my second point. Number two is from the time all this smoke and this small fire happened, he could have gone to some some type of sensitivity training, paid for on the dime of Tony Khan. Could have. I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not playing the advocate one way or the other. I'm simply ironing out a scenario. A plausible one at that. So if, if Tony ever wants to, you know, kind of use this story to apply and say, well, we did all this before we brought him on, you know, hey, thanks. Just, you know, a couple t-shirts and a, and a skybox at a pay-per-view would be just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's me saying, like, from their standpoint. Me, I feel like if you had drugged this out to maybe the top of the year and then brought Flair in. I I like it, revolution somewhere around that time. Then I feel like okay, you can probably um, you can probably get away with it because with with you hot shot you hot shot at taking Chavo away from from Andrade because I feel like Flair was imminent. Yeah. And when that happened, you just ended up with no plan B. You didn't even really bring a finish to the situation with Chavo. You could have brought Chavo back to work a couple dates with Andrade just to get some really dope matches and close that story off. Mm. But again, I mean, my direct deposit, none of them say con. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> All right, so let's keep it moving because we'll be on that that scenario for a while, and it's unnecessary because that, it's not going to happen. <laughs> and if yeah. it did, if it does, uh, pay per view be damned. Uh, it's the, like Mar- it's like Marvel is all what if, right? Minneapolis street fight. Uh, Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Sammy Guevara, Santana and Ortiz representing the Inner Circle versus Dan Lambert's American Top Team uh, with Ethan Page. Scorpio Sky, Junior Dos Santos, Andre Arlovsky, and Dan Lambert himself. What Swap. if they had like what if they had like Barry Darso as a special guest referee? <laughs> I mean, we could get Nikita Koloff in this bitch. Like I, I, something tells me we're gonna see some cameos, man, because they, they we've seen kooky things, especially during the uh quarantine era. I mean, hell, we saw we saw Urban Meyer on a pay-per-view <laughs> which there'll be something goofy snuck in oh well you won't see urban meyer on this pay-per-view this is this is a fact <laughs> he, he is a, he's in the process process of his own character rehabilitation um i'm just trying to figure out how many minnesota stop minnesota homegrown talents are still with us but still available to appear in that spot uh let's see here um, Larry Henning is gone. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, Kurt wow. Henning's gone. Uh, uh, yeah, I wonder if I wonder if we'll get uh, uh, Curtis Axel. That would be cool. 
Um, is or, he or, really from Minnesota though, or he grew up somewhere? Well, else? I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's a Florida boy. But that accent tells me that he spent a, a, quite a bit of time in Minnesota because Larry Henning still lived in Minnesota at the time of his passing. Uh, Nikita Koloff is still up that way. Nikita. Uh, let's see who else is up that way. Uh, 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 Flash. Scott Norton's still up that way. Flash, Scott Flash Norton is not referee. <laughs> <laughs> Under no circumstances, if you see Scott Flash Norton, will he be referee? <laughs> I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Uh, who else? The, the aforementioned Barry Darso. Yeah. AKA um, the Black Top Bully, AKA Smash a, from Demolition. A, AKA uh, the Repo Man. AKA Repo, 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 man. AKA Crusher Khrushchev. All of that. All of that. All of that. Let's see. I don't Rude's think... gone. Both, both Road Warriors are gone. Man, Paul Ellering? Oh, yeah. Hey. Okay. Where is AOP? Bruh, ain't there, there's no telling. There's absolutely no telling, man. And I don't even oh, know what, what, they, what, they, what, what they would go by. I mean, they can go by whatever they want to. It can be Devastation Incorporated for all I give a damn. I just bring me, bring me the smoke. Um, let's see here. I don't think we have enough enough Minnesota talent left. That's not, you know, that's that's free to pull up on this because Shelton's busy. So is uh, yeah, it ain't gonna work. He said, "Shelton's busy." Brock, Brock, Brock. Yeah, you'll get Anderson, but you won't get Lesnar. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Yeah, Brock Anderson, you can get him, but that's gonna be as good as it gets, buddy. And 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 Aaron Anderson in real life is from Georgia, so yeah. Ole ain't pulling up for you. We tried. That's, that's, that's all. Sometimes ideas don't work. Everything doesn't. Everything's not a home run. And but um. Yeah, for for whatever reason, I got uh, I got the the inner circle going over. But who ain't gonna win? Ha, Lambert, he ain't gonna win. Lamp, there it is. <laughs> Specifically, Lambert. Oh, this shit, is, this shit is designed for Dan Lambert to, to get his ass kicked thoroughly. <laughs> and hopefully, slow down on his cadence. Uh, playing, the, playing the part of Jim Cornette, Dan Lambert. <laughs> Falls count anywhere. Christian Cage and the Jurassic Express versus Adam Cole and the Young Bucks, aka the Super Elite. Fossil Park ain't winning. <laughs> now, I forgot that's what we named them. Not only is it Fossil Park, I got a feeling Christian Cage may turn during this match. Jungle Boy is the only person in that group that needs to be turning. You think you think he should go to the Elite? You Not jungle, going to well, the elite, just turn. Period. I'm about to say because if he turns, goes to the elite, he would really be Jungle Buck Jack Perry. <laughs> I mean, if they if they brought him into the fold, I think at this point that might do as much for him as anything else. Every, so all, all this talk of moles and fax machines. If there's ever one, then this happens. That's that's where it goes. It's time to get away from Fraser Crane playing the part of uh, Luchasaurus. Let's see. Frazier Crane. <laughs> uh, YFN Darby <laughs> versus MJF. The, the battle of the acronyms. <laughs> Who ain't going? Um, you know what? Because. Wait, hold on. Before we get to that, let me back up real quick. How do we have a false count anywhere in a street fight in the same pay per view? 
Don't ask me questions. Ain't that I don't the same shit? Ain't th- that's legitimately the same shit. No, one of them got to end in the ring, so it's not the same. Does it? One of, these th- one of these things is not like the other. The street fight has to end in the ring. Does it? Because Scorpio Sky says something about having to pin, uh, pin Chris Jericho. I guarantee you. Otherwise, you know, fuck it. It is all the same thing. Just run them back to back. <laughs> run them concurrent with one another. Let's get two sets of referees. <laughs> let's get let's get double uh, split screens and two concurrent matches at the same time. And, and uh, what's what's the uh, what, what's the, what's the the lead referee, the senior ref, senior official AEW? Oh. Uh, I don't know. Oh, that shit. Hold on. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going. Aubrey. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Protect Aubrey Edwards in both of these matches at all costs. Do not have her anywhere near them. I can tell you 100 <laughs> that Aubrey will not be refereeing the elite match. That's not how that works. The other little ball dude will. What's his name? Uh, not Slick Johnson. <laughs> I'm taking my. Uh, get, the, get the fuck out of here. The one that looks like uh, Brandon Cutler. Oh man, oh, uh, um, I, I, no, it's oh shit. What's his name? Oh, I don't know. You had to go to the website because I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck it up every time. See if you if you didn't uh, get uh, Rensburg, Bryce Rensburg. Nah, nah, I don't. It, uh, that doesn't even sound right. It's it's Bryce Rensburg. I'm telling you. You said the one that looks like Cutler, right? Bryce Rensburg. Well, they do have two bald referees, and I don't want to be that guy to be like they look alike. You can't tell me Rimsburg doesn't look like fucking Cutler. I mean, <laughs> there's no there's no proper answer for this. I'm gonna fuck up if I answer this, so just let's move forward. Just I'll take your word for it. It's Bryce Rimsburg. We're out. <laughs> and that is how you weave, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is a fact. Uh, as we continue on. YFN Darby versus MJF. This um, this is a match match here. This is nothing special. This is a match. Yeah, thank thank you. No special stipulations, no nothing. Um, because I want to see the story continue, I would I would say Darby ain't gonna win, but I know better. Like they like to put bows on shit. So um, you know what? But I'm with you though. I actually don't think Darby's gonna win. <sighs> We've been fooled by this before. Now, this is one of the things about AEW that I do appreciate. You can't necessarily pick a winner all the time because you don't know what they're going to do. You don't know if the story is going to continue or if it's just going to be. This was a brief program with, you know, the blow off coming immediately and then they're going to move on to something else. I feel like MJF and Darby could go through the rest of the year. But to do so, you need to have MJF go over with some type of screwy finish. So I'm hoping for that. Like he's gonna cheat to win. And because we're in a building that has so much history tied to Eddie Guerrero, I feel like cheating to win might be a really good idea here. So I'm gonna stick, I'm gonna stick with it. YFN Darby ain't gonna win. Okay, so, so we both on Darby. Nice. All right, I'll take it. AEW. I'm, I'm not gonna be surprised that it goes the other way, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm stick with my pick. AEW Tag Team Championships on the line. The Lucha Bros, your AEW Tag Team Champions, challenged the AAA World Tag Team Champions in FTR. Is this belt for belt? This is not belt for belt. This is just for the AEW belts. I thought we was out here going rock for rock. 
who ain't gonna win? <laughs> uh, oh my goodness, it's it's too it's too much like right for FTR to go over. Too much. Yeah, not only is it too much like right, there's no there's no but no there's no benefit to Lucha Bros for FTR going over. Give a damn about the Lucha Bros. I want FTR with these belts. Yep, FTR is the best tag team in professional wrestling. Them and the Usos. Period. Mm-hmm. FTR needs that proper shine. This is man. Now they're they're extenuating circumstances that have kept them from having that shine. But I mean, who would you rather have every week wrestling and talking with the belts? Man, to to be honest with you. I want FTR with Tully Blanchard playing the back. <laughs> because Dash, that, well, actually Dax Harwood is, is gold. He's money. Yeah. Cash Wheeler, can he, he, he can hold his own, but Dax has been the focal point of this tag team going back to their release from NXT. All I'm saying is let's get this money. The only thing I wouldn't like about it is because is the fact that I know if FTR wins the titles, you're gonna get FTR Young Bucks two at some point, and I I'm almost certain it's gonna be booked. See my air quotes for the Young Bucks to get another reign as champs. Mm. However, with some of the things that you see and hear floating back and forth, I don't know how easy that's gonna be. Yeah. Uh. Someone might severely get their ass kicked in the process. Do, do we? So is this? Let me ask you this: okay. If, if by chance Lucha Bros go under and they ain't gonna win, mm-hmm. who's next for FTR? Santana and Ortiz. You go right back to that. But then, who's next for Santana and Ortiz? Uh, L. That's what's next for them. <laughs> Hell you mean? Hell you mean? Here, here's my issue, and this might be this might be the answer to your question about AOP. We even though we see a, a, a like a bottomless pit of roster, we're seeing a lack of depth in the tag team division. I tell you what, just wait it out. If if FTR was to become champs, you just wait it out. Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly's uh, contract's about to expire. So once it expires, you can put him with, back with Bobby Fish and be Red Dragon versus FTR. Mm. Hell, the Bri- the Briscoes ain't doing shit. <laughs> get them the bo- forbidden doors open. Get, Hell, get them boys in there for one or two off. Bring Josh Alexander over, like I've been telling y'all, and do FTR versus the North. That would be crazy. I'm saying, if you <laughs> let me draw crazy. off the offense, I can get us in the end zone. So that's what I'm saying. But they ain't there now. All these people ain't there now. So, but you're absolutely right. You draw, that offense is perfect. It, it, it writes itself. However, but, we ain't there before, yet. <laughs> before that reason, FTR ain't going to win. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, uh, <laughs> oh, that's to say the same thing. <laughs> <It's funny>. mm-hmm. <laughs> AEW <laughs> Women's Championship, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Versus Got Ty Conti. Is do we really need to do this? Thanks for coming out, Ty. We appreciate your uh, your efforts we and your hard work. 
Magnum Ty. Uh, <laughs> Magnum Ty Conti. Magnum Ty. <laughs> Bow, whole lot of chops on your ass. Now, this is the first time we've we've had uh, actually no, we we've had it. We've had an AW car where we had three legitimate main events before. Uh, here's the first of them, and this one shouldn't be. But single-handedly, Eddie Kingston made it this way. CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. Kingston ain't gonna win because he don't need to. Uh, I say the exact opposite. I think Punk needs a loss. You really? In yeah. his second pay-per-view match, Punk taking a loss. I, I mean, he's but he's been out here wrestling, so I don't see a problem with it. If he if his whole thing is about giving back, like put a put a put a pin in this because you got a lot more tread on that tire with CM Punk. Like you still, you still haven't talked about the whole uh, Coca Banner situation. Um, I, I'll just, I'll lead with this. Um, you're breaking the piggy bank way too early if mm. he loses. Mm. You're taking the hammer to the piggy bank way too early because that loss. Now, here's a hundred percent the truth. Whoever beats Punk is going to have a rocket strapped to their ass whether they want to or not. Are you willing to make that investment into Eddie Kingston? And I'm not asking that in a snide or fucked up way. I'm asking in as real life. Are you prepared to make that investment into Eddie Kingston? Because that's what you're going to have to do if he wins. Because he's over. He can talk. You just have to make a commitment to him. Hmm. Are you ready to do that? Because he's gonna be the guy in the and everything that Moxley was during his when he first got there and during the title reign, that's what Eddie Kingston's gonna end up being just with no belt. Because he, he basically took it on last Friday at Rampage. Like he's gonna be there, he's gonna be the their version of Sandman at this point. He doesn't need the belt, he'll just be that over because he's that over. Hey, he can smoke cigarettes without smoking a cigarette. I don't know, XYZ. man. You you uh you you got Kingston not winning. I got Punk not winning. I'm a, I'm gonna stand on that one. I'm gonna stay with that. I I like the difference of opinion. Okay, all right. Uh, AEW Championship Eliminator Tournament Finals. You just fucked up your parlay ticket, though. <laughs> Maybe you fucked up yours, player. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 player. I'm one hundred strong. Hey, watch watch out, player. You know what I'm talking about? Like, hold on. Uh, AEW Championship Eliminator Tournament Finals. Brian Danielson versus Miro. If this match doesn't go 30 minutes, I'm pissed. Uh, is Miro 100% healthy for it to go 30 minutes? I don't think he is, and that's the that's the hard part. I'm not really I, I'm not really I kind of feel like that's I kind of feel like that's why he's been on TV. I'm not really game on him on Danielson winning winning something like being shot to the top of the card so soon because he could be anywhere on the card. And always be one match away from the top of the card. So it's unnecessary. Unless you get some type of outside interference to set up another direction for Danielson, you can't beat him here either. Um, Unfortunately. I want to see what AEW's 2022 pay-per-view calendar looks like. Because that's going to determine whether or not I go one way or the other. Cause here, cause here's what we do know: when the when the title eliminator tournament happens, the title shot, the the subsequent title shot, doesn't take very long to cash in on. 
Um, let's see. New Year's Smash, which will be a two-night event at Daly's Place, January the 6th. Oh, that's this year. Okay, hold on one second here. We keep it moving. So, yeah, you possibly get a title match there. Winter is coming. That's probably some... uh, Glacier back? Nope. (laughs) He should be, though. Glacier should do the open. Now, here's what's even crazier. Where's Survivor Series this year? Hell if I know. St. Louis. Is it? Yeah. That's where Full Gear was supposed to be. Full Gear Gear got moved. So, remember, in fact, I want to say Dynamite this week was in St. Louis. Dynamite. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So... That uh, the arena where where Dynamite was is where Full Gear was supposed to be. So I don't know if they oversold tickets or what the case was, but yeah, they moved it to Minneapolis, and I'm sure it had to do with them ha- with St. Louis having two pay per views within two weeks of each other. Yeah, because I've, I've heard those stories about shit Vince used to do is like um, we'll book this building, we'll we'll agree to book it X number of times in the next year or however long. You just can't run anything three weeks before or three weeks after me. Okay. Um, well, that's us old practices. I don't know how this shit works now, but it's probably somewhere similar. Let's you don't see. want nobody stepping on the stepping on the territory before you get there, and then coming back trying to cash in right after you leave. Right. And so, with that said. Okay, hold on. So let's come back to this one because that this is probably the most important match of the night is this title eliminator uh, title eliminator finals. I'll keep it real. I'll keep it real with you. You can come back and give yours. I'm gonna put it like this: if we don't don't get any extra outside, you have to set up another program for Daniel if he's not winning. You, You just have to. So I'm picking Brian Danielson to win the tournament, even though I would prefer Miro. So here, here's my take. I think AEW championship on the line. Kenny Omega the champion versus Hangman Page. I think we get a new champion, Hangman, K- Hangman Page. So I don't think Kenny Omega is going to win. Are you with me on that or no? I am. Okay. Even, I feel like like you've waited too long on Hangman Page because of all the other influxes of talent. So Page doesn't come off as like okay, he's the best of what's left. But Page, Page spent a considerable amount of time off TV. Facts. And it, it wasn't even injury related, not that we know of. And for him to come back and be hot shot at the top, just based off the fact of this uh, best friend ended angle and you know that type of shit, and then the whole uh, stabbing the or, or hitting the back of the head with a camera from Don Callis, which was fucking hilarious. Um, so Hangman Page goes over the best match in terms of overall quality that we could see and that would be Danielson winning and then like you said if Miro's not healthy then it, it would make more sense for Miro to take a, his second L this year from Danielson but, take a couple of weeks off of TV and then come back stronger than ever for 2022 but Miro's story right now is like it's the it's some of the most entertaining shit on TV TV his his verbal battles with God are like that's as close to on the line as you can get without offending people and it's 
It's genius. He he and Malachi he uh, he and Malachi Black are doing the exact same thing. They're just taking two different paths to do it. Malachi Malachi Black is uh, essentially reading scripture, and Miro is having a conversation with the Most High. And uh, it, it's, it's making for very entertaining television if you don't read too much into it, because Miro is a very religious guy. Uh, right. So um, he's God's champion. God's favorite champion. God's the chosen one. Champion. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm all for him in this quest. Like now, of course, you can always have him lose. And it knocks him back, and then he continues his anger and arguments with God. But I also see him walking that straight line through, like, okay, God, this is one step closer. Uh, you, you will give me what I owe, what I'm owed. And then him being the guy to beat Hangman Page, which means Page would end up having a shorter, shorter title run. I. So okay, so that and that's the problem I have. Mir typically when you have a secondary title like a TV championship you don't walk into a heavyweight championship match like the world title match with said belt i.e. him losing it to Sammy Guevara which I'm surprised that they're not letting Sammy Guevara put this on the line on uh, on Rampage uh, prior to the pay-per-view but that's another conversation he uh, should be doing he should be main eventing Rampage every week man or or, or at least kicking it off at the very which, least, kicking it off. Which, at the time Rampage comes on, is the same thing as the main event. <laughs> this is true. Shit works two ways. You can put me on last, put me on first. Either Just way, put me on. <laughs> and, but uh, but Miro losing to Guevara, and then turning around and losing to Hangman Page as early as um, Winter uh, Winter is coming. Doesn't make any, it doesn't make much sense to Miro other than for the story that he's trying to tell. But those are two really quick losses. Really quick loss. Actually, yeah, two. Yeah, it'll be two. Because even if he loses this one, it's if he loses the, the, the tournament finals, it's going to be a really quick loss. He can't moral, win. He can't win anyway. Of, the moral of the story is that Miro shouldn't be losing. <laughs> How about that? There. So. Maybe Sammy need to cough that bitch back up. Uh, let's see here. Especially if you're gonna keep him attached to the to what Cornette calls the dinner circle. <laughs> we eating over here, bitch. <laughs> hey, did you did you catch Dynamite this past this past Dynamite? I caught the second half. I haven't caught the first half yet. All right, so there's a couple of of uh, Easter egg kind of quotes from Jr. Where uh, during the the pack and who was pack wrestling? Um, pack was wrestling Harwood. Yes, pa uh, pack and Dax. And he's like <laughs> they do a superplex on the top rope, and, and uh, Jr. is like, "Oh, two professional wrestlers would not that aren't wearing sneakers." <laughs> and literally after that everybody you saw come out had on sneakers like Jericho had all red forces on which I don't know who the fuck made him put those on <laughs> Dude, Cody, Cody came out in the LeBron uh, 17 lows from uh, from Space Jam the Toon Squad the Bugs Bunny with the fur on the swoosh right, I know because right. I have those uh, then um, of course you know Young Bucks that's what they do Cole, same, same. Uh, it's just I saw it was a lot of sneakers after that, and the shit was funny as hell. 
Cause, cause Jr. is Jr. is up there. Like he's losing all of his fucks to give. Bro, he, like with, he, he called Brian Danielson Daniel Bryan. He's been dropping. He's been dropping WWE ism since the inception of AEW. I <laughs> mean, that's force of habit. If you did one thing for twenty five years and then you've been doing the other thing for less than five, like you just gonna have to allow for some shit, right? Um, but but he's been saying some slick shit. If you're actually paying attention, no, it's, like, it's uh, it, you say he's out of fucks to give. I, I just think he needs to put the sauce down. No, he made mention to that too. He was like, uh, "Just load the wagon. We'll leave the mules at home." <laughs> I like, know Jr. really on his shit. It's just uh, you have to wrestle. You literally have to tongue wrestle with two or three other people in the booth who aren't really contributing like that. Like Jr. was trying to call play by play last night, and and <laughs> Excaliherb is doing some. You know, he's doing what he does. And Jr. is like literally fighting to get in to the point where it's almost like he almost told him to shush. <laughs> like Jr. going to start holding his hand out, just shushing people. Like don't do it over the mic, but just you know, shut a motherfucker up. Right. <laughs> what what are you paying me for? Oh man. Well, uh, looks like uh, looks like Miro ain't gonna win, and Kenny Omega ain't gonna win. And it, look, and it looks like that's how you play. You know who ain't gonna win. We're probably wrong on both. <laughs> we we we've been uh we we've had some pretty decent cards. I think I think we, the worst we've gotten was like fifty fifty. We've never been to the point where we've been more upside down on our on our losses than our wins. So, but there's but that. again, that's that's one of the things I really appreciate about AEW is that um you can't always pick a winner because you have all these different scenarios on where to go. Um. And all of your scenarios on where you go are acceptable. Sometimes you want to be surprised and shocked, but at the same time, if things go according to plan, if if Daniel Bryan, <coughs> Brian, Brian Danielson, Danielson, pardon me, <laughs> sir. <laughs> okay, dock my pay then. Fuck. But <laughs> if if uh, <laughs> if Brian if Brian Danielson was to win the Eliminator Tournament and Hangman Page was to retain. Then cool, you end up with an, another main event, Daniel Bryan, well Brian Danielson versus <laughs> Kenny Omega for the championship. That's money. We saw we saw what a hot thirty minutes of that. Yeah, and we're like, oh, this shit's fire. Yeah, so, <laughs> big fire. <laughs> so now the rematch will probably have an hour time limit on it. You move it to the next pay per view to build anticipation. Do not shoot the wad on that. Are you good? And so that's I mean, what that's what I appreciate about this roster right now. We find we're finally to the point where we actually have four to six viable competitors who can actually shoot an Iron Man. That's always a good thing. Yeah, it is. I, it I is. can't I can't tell you. Now, that don't than, mean go do the shit every week. But. Other than Dolph Ziggler and possibly Robert Roode, I can't think of anybody in the WWE that's capable of doing Iron Man right now. And anybody that says. That's not in NXT. And anybody that says those two cannot slap yourself. Seth. Um, Ray is smart enough to get 60. Yeah. <laughs> Rest um, hold Ray. <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah, maybe, yeah, but because of his style, you are going to have to sell for extended periods. That's, not even, that's like, not even a dig, man. Like, he's got, uh, he's 45 years old, over 30 knee surgeries. Like, he, he yes, he's, if he's smart enough yeah. to come back and still do flips, he's definitely smart enough to handle 60 minutes in the ring. Uh, Edge and Randy will give you 60 just because they're, they're veterans and they're smart enough. I don't, even, uh, I don't even count Edge. He's a Hall of Famer. That goes without saying. 
Cesaro will give you 60. Yeah, yeah, he definitely will. I think if given the opportunity, Kofi could give you 60. Um, You think so? Yeah. A solid 60? Kofi a vet. Kofi got stamina. Kofi went... You know, hole for hole. With, I, I wonder. I, I honestly, the reason I say that's because I wonder if Woods actually has more gas than Kofi. It's possible, or j- just as much. Um, who else? It's like you can get you can get a hot mixtape of about ten or fifteen that can give you sixty minutes in WWE. Just because they don't let you, don't that you can't. That sounds like a uh, that sounds like an off show. That sounds like one of our uh, one of our dream shows. Like just put together a, a super card of Iron Man matches. See, yeah, put a pin in that. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Uh, hell, Roman could probably give you sixty. Well, we, I, I, you know, when I when I found out when I realized that he could actually give 60 and he's at the top of the food chain. I mean, he's the head of the table and this is your daily acknowledgement of your tribal chief. Have uh, you acknowledged him today? I just did. There was a, uh, there was a false count anywhere match or was, was it, or was it last man standing match against Kevin Owens? Yeah. Royal Rumble. Man. Listen, was it Royal Rumble? I believe. No, so. that wasn't Royal Rumble. Was it? Nah, was I, it not? No, I think. Why wasn't it? I think it was um, WrestleMania Judgment Day, or mm-hmm. the WrestleMania Backlash, rather. There we go. <laughs> uh, go ahead and cash out me. Last Man Standing, Royal Rumble. I can't believe I was at the Royal Rumble, but then remember again, that's when I was up the street. I was in Fort Lauderdale. Ah, that is correct. That is correct. Okay, but yeah, that's the same, that's the same weekend I became Oos. <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> Shout out to Rikishi. Uh, how can how can I forget? Whole lot of fucking gang shit. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, yeah, that that was the match when I realized that Roman can give us an hour. Um. Uh, oh shit, AJ Styles. I'm tripping. Ah, oh, yeah. I forgot about AJ. We'll come. Well, yeah, that's a whole show, man. We can we can go around the, the wrestling world and put together that just 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 grab people and put them together in a super card of uh, of Iron Man matches. We can do like a ten a ten person or a ten match card of Iron Man matches. So that we can expect you can expect to hear that one probably during the holidays. You know what? Okay, I just I just thought about how to format that. Yeah, put a pin in that. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, nice. Look at us coming up with content on the fly. That's how it happens. So, um, over under 50% we see Bray Wyatt Saturday. Uh, it's not over under of if, it's over under of where. So, looking no, at... No, I mean, like, Saturday. That's No, Saturday no, 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 no. I'm saying one place. where, no, where in the card. Shit, at the end. So, does that mean that we get, uh... You're, you're, you're gonna see him in... Okay, the only time, place I can see where it's not... He's not debuting at the end of the show or at the end of the card is if he was to be aligned with uh, Andrade and Malachi Black. So wherever that tag match is placed, that's so where you'd get random. That's where I'm that's where I, that's what I'm getting at. Now, here's the other the other piece of this. If we don't get Omega and Page as the final match, guaranteed he comes out after Brian Danielson beats Miro. 
Okay. Guaranteed. So, so what I have come to learn, and what we've uh, we've solidified, is that in AEW, the AEW Championship takes precedent overall. Even with, we just saw it. Even with CM Punk, his first wrestling match in seven years was not the main event. Was not the main event. In fact, it so was. At, in fact, it was an exhibition. <laughs> you feel me? So if if CM Punk's first wrestling match in seven years can't main event over the AEW Championship, the AEW Championship will close the show every time. There it is. Blue Star Gang, all you naysayers, kiss my ass. Uh, it's still fuck Jerry Jones. I love the Cowboys though. <laughs> <sighs> Gerald Wayne. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, no Razorbacks, I guess. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> and on that note, swap. Yo, take us to the house, man. Pencil pushers, heads up. Pencils down. Rest in peace, Angelo Mosca. <laughs>